Well, I believe in angels, do you? I know angels exist. Um, in Hebrews 13, it says, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some have already shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. And you know what follows right behind that? Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Now, that's a great verse. Uh, that was in Hebrews, Hebrews 13. Uh, angels exist. Absolutely, they do. My grandmother used to get upset because at Christmas time, everybody would send her little angels. And she was a devout Christian, a Baptist. I'll say devout Baptist. Uh, <laughs> um, she, uh, she'd get upset and she would uh, vent it out to me because I guess maybe I was one of the few Christians she knew. Um, I know my mother is a Christian and she, she talked to her. She probably told her too, but she, um, it used to upset her when people would send all these Christmas angels, these angels to her at Christmas time. And, and they were girl angels. And I was like, why are you upset about that? And she said, there were no girl angels. They're men. They're bigger than man. And they're men. They're not female. They're male. And that's what she told me. But then I see it everywhere. Female angels. <laughs> kind of reminds me of the Easter bunny or Santa Claus or, why do we lie to our kids while they're growing up? I mean, I've heard people joke about that, you know, but why do we actually, you got to think that's got to be wrong to lie to your kids to tell them there's an Easter bunny. I mean, you think it's all in fun. I know, but uh, when they get older, they start realizing you're a liar. <laughs> what do you think comes into their head after you've told them all this fairy tale stuff? And, and now, now they're going, you lied to me when I was younger and I realized it. Now they got this little seed in their head that you're telling them lies whenever it's convenient for you. Yeah. And so they probably get rebellious and all that good stuff. But personally, I think we should stop lying to kids and telling them there's an Easter bunny. I think we should tell them what Easter is really about and lying to them and telling them there's a Santa Claus. You know, there's a fun way to do Jesus too. You could do Jesus for Christmas. You could do what Christmas is about, you know, but anyway, I'm not going to harp on that. Um, uh, yeah, I was, uh, watching court TV again and, and I saw on the bottom of the screen. So I had to look it up because I couldn't believe what I was reading about the police in North Carolina. Um, let me first tell you, I smoked crack cocaine when I was 16 years old, one time for a whole week with two people. I sat in a house in Memphis, Tennessee in the ghetto pretty much. Uh, Harvester Field, it was at Burlington Circle South, smoking crack, first time, guy was sharing it, he was a friend of mine, I guess, at the time, um, or an acquaintance, or whatever you want to call him, anyway, I haven't heard from him in a long, 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 long time, and I can't find him on the internet, so it's kind of strange, but, um, so I smoked crack, and he was pointing at this van that was parked way across this field. It was a little white van. Of course, it looked little because it was so far away. But he said, you see that van right there? That's the DEA. And <laughs> he kept thinking it was the police watching us from way across the field inside a home smoking 
what, $30 worth of crack or something. I don't know how much they had, but I didn't smoke a whole lot, but I smoked enough to realize what crack was doing. And so after that week was over, I quit. I never smoked again because I knew that was something I didn't want. It just didn't feel right. It didn't feel uh, like something I could enjoy. So um, I uh, stopped smoking it and like, uh, let's see, 20 years later or so, I go to Washington. Anyway, I get to Washington and I meet this girl that I really like. And she's smoking crack. And so I try to tell her I didn't, you know, I was kind of more of a, it wasn't a physical attraction or, or what have you. It was, there was a physical attraction, but at the same time, I was just trying to be her friend because she was just seemed cool and she seemed accepting. And, and, uh, so I wanted to be her friend and I got to be her friend. So, um, anyway, I, uh, she was smoking crack and of course I was working and, and, uh, um, I tried to help her and I moved her into my motel room and pretty, I come home one day, uh, and she was acting funny and I could tell she'd been smoking it again. And I'm like, really? So at this point I've been trying everything I could to help her, but check this out. I, the whole time I'm on amphetamine, I'm high on amphetamine, but I'm working jobs. I'm working like 16 hours a day busting my butt and uh so i guess you could call me a hypocrite in a way but i don't think so if you were in my shoes you wouldn't think so because crack and amphetamine were two different things the amphetamine helped me to read and helped me to concentrate you know which i, I don't know why i don't know what it's made out of really i don't really go into looking for information about it i could care less anymore uh, but so i'm on meth pretty much and uh amphetamine and so <laughs> i'm sitting in the uh sitting there and she's looking funny and she can't talk and i'm like really you're doing this again and she shook her head no and then she shook her head yes and i, I felt sorry because she tried to lie at first and then she admitted it and i felt bad for her i didn't want her to feel bad because she already felt bad because she was smoking crack so uh i said you know what here, let's just buy some more. So I bought some more and then I smoked with her for about four years. For about four years, I smoked with her. It was horrible. That's a horrible experience. Don't ever do it. <laughs> I don't think it should be against the law necessarily, but don't, don't experiment with crack. I mean, that's my own personal opinion, but I would not experiment with it if I were you because it's not going to get you anywhere but down. I can promise you that you won't work. You won't do anything. You might work and a few people work doing it, but yeah, very few. Um, so anyway, uh, I took her to Memphis, um, to show her what crack was really about since she wanted to be on crack in Washington. And, uh, I noticed that it was a bunch of little, it's little bitty crack rocks that they were selling and wasn't that strong. I guess some of it was a little bit, but, I knew if I took her to Memphis, she would see more so. And I, I, you know, who am I to try and teach somebody a lesson, right? But at the same time, I was being selfish, I guess. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I took her to Memphis and and she got more than her fill of crack. And she finally stopped. It was so 
horrible there with the crack and the crackheads and the people that they want to rob you and do anything they can to harm you in that field of, of life crack, you know, uh, she got tired of it and she became a Christian and she quit. And I did too, of course, but, uh, that was my plan and, and it worked. Um, that's crazy, huh? <laughs> well, I did it. We did it together and, uh, it was nuts. Um, so I said all that to say that the other day I saw the, that there was five North Carolina police officers, one sergeant and four officers, um, who quit or were fired. I think they quit before they could be fired or something. Um, because they allowed this guy to swallow, he swallowed crack and in the interview room, he started to seize because of the crack. And this is what it says. And that he seized for seven minutes before they even got into there to see him seizing. And it was on video. It was on camera. Well, the problem I have with that, you're not going to believe if you haven't been there, um, which I can understand. And hopefully you haven't been there. But uh, the problem I have with it is that I myself have swallowed crack. Lots of crack. I didn't even get high from it. You can't even get high unless you smoke it. It's like a wax. So I'm having problems seeing how this guy went into a seizure and was sitting in an interview room for 45 minutes while he was before he went into a seizure for seven minutes or something along those lines. Anyway, I, I am having a problem seeing that because I've done it myself and I've seen other people do it numerous times and never, ever, not one time. Has anybody gotten sick or high or anything? It's just pretty much wasted. It's in the crack terms. <laughs> you wasted your crack because you had to swallow it for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, uh, I have a problem with that because that doesn't sound right. I think they need to investigate a little further into that. That does not sound right, period. Ask any crackhead out there. They'll tell you. If you swallow crack, it ain't going to kill you. They'll tell you. So I think something else went on there and they're not admitting it. And they're just trying to make it look like a different scenario than it really was. I think somebody knows something, including the coroner, and they should check. They should have someone else check his body. It sounds to me like something else happened there. That's my opinion. And I have a um, an, an opinion based on facts, based on experience. Uh, <laughs> so I could tell you. Something's wrong there, and they need to look into that further. Uh, I know people People are like, I leave it alone. You know, anybody I really, in Tennessee, I can't really talk to my Tennessee friends because they're all, it's strange. They all, they don't want to talk about the police because they're afraid of them, because they're afraid they'll hurt them or kill them or whatever, because they're dangerous. Uh, but they won't talk about, they, they, they will praise the police no matter what. They praise them, especially when they kill somebody. It's like they all start defending them. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What are you guys doing? Um, well, it doesn't really matter, I don't guess, because when you leave this earth, that's all being left behind. So it doesn't really matter. Um, what else was I going to say here? Uh, I was thinking about those, those wildfires and ways to save your house. And if you're not rich or even if you are rich, whatever, whatever the case. 
I was thinking to myself, if it was me, I would like go buy a bunch of aluminum foil and wrap my house with it, which is absurd, right? Because it would take a whole lot of aluminum foil. Um, so then I thought, well, why couldn't you make like this big tarp blanket thing that, that you pull over your house that would uh, safeguard it from flames? And it would just more or less be hot and maybe even baking somewhat, but not on fire. And it would still be there when you got back. A giant fireproof tarp. You know, I think they haven't come out with that sort of thing because they don't want you to save your home. Because they want the insurance companies want to make money. I don't know what's going on with that. You'd think they would want to make something like that, but. But I'm thinking about it, and if you if you have a tarp like that that's fireproof, flameproof, and you tarp your house with it, uh, and and nail it into the ground with metal spikes, how's your house going to catch on fire? I can't see that it would. Why wouldn't somebody even just try that if nothing else? I mean, you're sending people to space for no reason because there's no life there. You're wasting your time. I'll tell you what: if you find life in space then you debunked our Bible. How about that? There's no life in space. I'm sorry. I hate to be the one to break it to you. I know they keep saying it over and over. They think they may have found something that could mean life. and all. You know what I think it is? I think it's a big scam to get your money. I think it's a big scam to get people to, to fund their cause. And they're using that money for whatever. Just like uh, Area 51. I think that was all a big scam for funding. For for national security funding or CIA or something. I don't know, but we all, there's nothing in space. There's nothing out. That's like a giant hobby for billionaires. There's nothing out there. There's nothing out there. Are you out there? No. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, I thought I would uh, post this little, uh, little talk about little issues I was thinking about. It just crossed through my mind. Uh, I'm wearing my mask. I'm not trying to be a mask hole. <laughs> I saw that commercial. It was funny. Uh, and so uh, I'm thinking of a lot more things to say, but um, I don't want to sit here and go, uh, anyway, so, uh, you know, I don't want to do that. So I'm going to go ahead and let you guys go and come back when I can come up with something better to talk about. Um, I've got a lot of crack stories, but I'm sure you don't want to hear those horrible stories. Those are horrible. Take my word for it. My free ebook is free on Amazon right now. Uh, Weird Stort Shories. Weird and then Stort is S-T-O-R-T Shories. S-H-O-R-I-E-S. It's on a free promotion right now. If you want to check it out, feel free. One person has taken it so far. No, three people have taken my free book so far, and it's been on promotion for a few days. So maybe a few more people will check it out. I don't know. But hopefully you'll check out my free promotion on my new book on the 21st. Have a great day.